0: Radio, and it's Friday, and that means it's time for The Racing Show.
1: We've got jockeys, we've got trainers,
0: we've even got Alan Brazil, and of course the Infos, Colin Brown is back with his tips. So sit back, get your nut pot out, and let's listen to some racing tips. good evening and welcome to the racing show it's Ad hopper here as usual and uh, as usual we'll stick to the normal process and we're going to start off with all the news
2: from the racing media with michael padden hello and a very warm welcome along to this week's edition of the racing news with all the news that is the news from the racing media that includes racing tv the racing post and the sporting life i'm mike padden and let's kick things off this week with our first story the derby trials at Chester and Lingfield have thrown up plenty of classic clues for Epsom next month, but one horse has shortened significantly in the betting without needing to advertise his credentials. Before the guineas, Desert Crown was a thirty three to one chance to win the Kazoo Derby, but he has been back steadily and is now viewed as a leading contender after Bet Three Six Five and William Hill put him up as a six to one chance. Uncertainty about whether anti-post favourite Luxembourg will take his chance And defeats for a few fancies has opened the market up But Desert Crown remains the intriguing runner And we will find out more about him at York next week The Sir Michael Stout trained Desert Crown has raced only once Winning at Nottingham in a highly impressive style the five-and-a-half length success in November achieved a racing post rating of 92, which was £2 better than victories in the same race for subsequent Group 1 winners, Space Blues 2018 and Mishrif in 2019. The form of the race has worked out OK. The second, Schmilson, finished runner-up again at Epsom, and fourth-place Shigar repeated his position at Doncaster next time. Desert Crown's pedigree is interesting. His four half-brothers have all won, including Flying Thunder, who landed a Group 3 sprint race in Hong Kong. Sire Nathaniel should add the stamina element required. The 2011 King George VI and Queen Elizabeth Stakes winner famously sired the brilliant Enable. Stout will take a familiar path with Desert Crown, who will take in the Group 2 Albasti Equiworld Dubai Dante Stakes at York on Thursday. Shara Stani in 1986 and Northlight in 2004 did the York Epsom double and Stout's last derby winner, Workforce, finished second in the Dante before romping to a famous seven-length Epsom win in 2010. The trainer has won the Dante six times and his representative is currently favourite for the group. El Bodigon, Magisterial and Point Lonsdale could take him on. But what do connections say? Bruce Raymond, racing manager for owner Said Suhail, said The plan is to run him on Thursday He works very well Sir Michael is bringing him along very gradually A month ago you certainly wouldn't think about any derby But he's starting to hit the right note now Our horse will stay very well And whatever he does in the Dante He'll improve a lot for it I wouldn't worry about him getting beaten in the Dante because it's his first run of the season and Sir Michaels are not yet firing on all cylinders. He will be a decent horse. Whether he comes right for the derby, I don't know. But he'll be a good horse later. And what do the bookies say? What David Stevens at Coral says... Desert Crown has shortened for the Kazoo Derby in recent days, and whilst there has been some market support for the Colt, his price contraction is largely down to the uncertainty over Luxembourg and the lack of a standout trial winner so far. Desert Crown has been the subject of a positive bulletin from Connections, and he will get his own chance to test his credentials in this week's Dante. A clear-cut victory at York would surely see him take outright favouritism for the Epsom Classic. And Paul Binfield from Paddy Power says, Desert Crown has been relatively popular with us, but mainly at bigger odds. At the moment, it seems, punters are waiting to see how he fares on his seasonal reappearance in the Dante before getting stuck into his current odds. We have shortened him in the betting, but that was mainly due to a few fancy Godolphin runners being beaten in the last week. And what does an expert think? or well, Desert Crown never came out of cruise control to win his only start at Nottingham last November. The manner in which he lengthened his stride smacked of a top-class colt, and, judged on the way in which he has been backed for the derby in recent days, it is fair to assume he has improved considerably this spring. We'll learn more in the Dante, but it's likely he'll prove the biggest threat to Aidan O'Brien's premier classic hopefuls. And next, here on the Racing News... The desire of Huckam's connections to make him a Group One winner means he is likely to appear in the Coronation Cup at Epsom on june the third, although a step back up in trip could come later in the season. Owned by Shadwell, Huckham was last seen finishing a close seventh in the Dubai Shima Classic and had been entered in next week's Paddy Power Yorkshire Cup over one mile six furlongs. However, the consistent five-year-old is likely to head to Epsom where he would meet last year's derby hero Adea in the Coronation Cup over two furlongs shorter. Trainer Owen Burrows, who has won three of his last four runners, said We entered Huckim at York originally and we wouldn't be afraid of a mile six as he's won over that trip and something like the Irish St Ledger might be an option later in the season. But we thought it was worth concentrating on the Coronation Cup to see how that pans out. We'd like a little drop of rain, but there's also the Hardwick, the Grand Prix de Saint-Cloud, and we may look at races in Germany and the Canadian International. He may get a few more stamps on his passport this year. Huckam, a brother to brilliant Myla Baid, who is due to appear in next week's Al-Shakab Lockinge at Newbury, has won eight of his 14 starts and registered his biggest victory at Maiden in March, before his Shima Classic outing. We were worried the Shima Classic might turn tactical, the Lambourne trainer said. We were drawn a bit wide and they went hard into the first bend, but then slowed it right down in the back straight. And watching it, I'd have loved to have been a couple of places further forward. There was nothing we could do about that. He was one of the last off the bridle, but does take time to go through the gears. He can be a bit vulnerable in a tactical race, but he's been beaten a length and three quarters, and, bar Adaya and Hurricane Lane, they were the best middle distance horses in the world. He's won his Group 2 and numerous Group 3s, so let's do our damnedest to try and make him a Group 1 winner, whether that's in Britain or abroad. And Minzal, the other star of Borough's Farncombe Down Stables, is due to appear in the 1895 Duke of York Clipper Logistics Stakes on Wednesday. A classy juvenile, he's won York's Gimcrack in 2020, but missed most of last year, returning with two placed efforts at in Ascot, including one at the highest level in the Champion Sprint. York has always been the plan, Burroughs says. He's done well physically over the winter, and we've had a good preparation. He had a freak injury, but it's not a difficult horse to keep sound. He hurt himself at the end of the 2020 season and had to have surgery, and there were complications. Hence, we didn't see him until October last year. The run on Champions Day proved he'd not lost his ability, especially when you consider he'd made his comeback from over a year off only two weeks before. I'm hoping this year he'll be a really exciting horse for us. Menzal is prominent in the betting for the Platinum Jubilee Stakes at Royal Ascot and Burrows went on This is the start of the year and he's done very well physically because last year, through the winter and spring he was inactive while recovering and hadn't changed much from 2 to 3 whereas now he's much stronger He's really filled out and let's hope he's a bit quicker now he's stronger Some horses, like humans, get slower as they get older, but he's only four and is lightly raced, and I'm hoping we can have a really productive year with him. And next, here on the racing news. If season one of the Skybet Sunday series was all about proof of concept, then the 2022 edition, which gets underway at Hamilton, will seek to build on that success. The initial run of three fixtures, which began in late July and ran through the school holidays, has been extended to six meetings, with the series finale scheduled for sundown on August the 21st. That means the prize money on offer doubles from £600,000 to £1.2 million, while the bonuses on offer to jockeys, owners and trainers are much more readily achievable than across the sprint of Season 1. Which the slow march out of Covid 19 lockdown restricted. The £100,000 bonuses for the first jockey to ride seven series winners returns, but with 42 races rather than 21 in which to achieve the feat. The owner of the first horse to win at three of the meetings is also in line for a £100,000 prize, while the first trainer to get seven winners will scoop £25,000. Each meeting is run in a twilight slot and features seven races covered on ITV4 as well as Racing TV, with a presentation style geared to winning new fans to the sport by explaining events without relying on too much racing jargon. There are also prizes aimed directly at stable staff, both for the top stables across the series and Enhanced Best Turnout Awards while the leading apprentice will win a year's sponsorship and a media training package. However, it is the prize money which is the biggest draw for the Skybet series. Hamilton's opening card features a £20,000 maiden, five £30,000 handicaps and a £35,000 0-90 Class 3 handicap. And to finish off our news report for this week, here are the Skybet Sunday Series 2020 fixtures. We had May the eighth at Hamilton, then May the twenty second will be at York, June the fifth will be Musselburgh, June nineteenth, Pontefract, August the seventh, Haydock, with finally August the twenty first at Sandown this has been the racing news with all the news that is the news across the racing media that includes racing tv the racing post and the sporting life i'm mike padden thanks for joining us for the racing news and join us again please next time well that was
0: mike padden with all the news now let's have a look and see where we can go racing this weekend well there are seven races over the jumps at Bangor-on-Dee with a 105 start Seven races on the flat at Newbury, 1.35 start. Seven races on the flat at Headquarters at Newmarket, 1.50 start. Seven races on the flat at Thirsk with a 2.20 start. Seven races on the flat all-weather at Chelmsford at 2.35 start. Seven races over the jumps at Utoxeter with an 8.15 start. And seven races on the flat at Doncaster with an 533 start. And on Sunday, there are four race meetings on Sunday. There's eight races on the flat at Nass in Ireland with a 145 start. Seven races over the jumps at Stratford, 152 start. Eight races over the jumps at Killarney with a 2 o'clock start. That's in Ireland in this, you guest not guessed. Um, seven races on the flat at Ripon with a 210 start. So plenty of choice for Sunday's racing as well. Now, as regular listeners know, we uh, run a programme called In Conversation on the radio station. And we try to get hold of all the top stars to see if we can find out a little bit about themselves and what they've done. And uh, I'm sure there's lots of listeners. that in the mornings, they were very regularly listening to Alan Brazil on talk radio. Well, we luckily we got hold of Alan Brazil. And of course Alan's got a passion both for football and for horse racing. And he started talking to me about syndicates and the joy of the horse racing syndicate. So I've a listen to what he says. Yeah. But looking at um horse racing, which I know is your passion as much as it is mine, I I've got a have you heard of Hot to Trot Racing? No, I haven't no. Well it's it's a syndicate basically. We've got six flat horses, two year old um fillies most of the time. And uh yeah. It's brilliant, mate. It's, it's it's two grand a year, and, and the amount of fun I get out of that is, is absolutely brilliant. And Well, the
1: syndicates are brilliant, and they're getting more and more popular. I, I'm actually involved in one, as we speak, and it's a new syndicate. And it's uh, if you get a chance, you can look it up, and your listeners can look it up. It's New Souls Park, New Sales. Park, and that's a fantastic, very, very successful stud farm. Yeah, and then um, they've decided to go into having a racing syndicate. I tell you who stands there, Nathaniel. He's the main star All right.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And at the moment, there's probably there's probably fifty foals in the ground at the moment. It's it's amazing setup over near Royston, not far from Newmarket. Mm. And um, we had a first winner uh, last week, uh, two weeks ago, uh, called Expresso, Lovely filly, and she'll run very soon. Um, and, uh, you know, we've got four two-year-olds. Our trainers, for instance, are John Gosden, Mark Johnson, Roger Varian, and Haggis, William oh. Haggis. So we've got four first-class trainers.
0: Must have been a so, half of we, them.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're geniuses. And, um, you know, that's our four main trainers. And it's the Aussie Ardila's syndicate at the moment, and next next year we'll will introduce some more yearlings and two year olds into the syndicate. It'll be the Alan Brazil syndicate. Yeah. yeah. But it's just a dream to be part of this setup because the place itself is just—it's twelve hundred fifty. It's just planted, um, I think, hundred acres of vines. So we're going to have our own wine label as well. And it's just—we we just lost. It was sad on Guineas. On the Sunday, we lost the best one of the best. Well, the best broodmare the century, yeah. a broodmare called Shasti, and we lost her. She gave fifty. She gave um, birth to a beautiful Dubawi foal. All right, and uh, the foal Touchwood. The foal is fine. She's a foster mare. That poor Shasti hemorrhaged and died. Mm. and it was heartbreaking, it really oh, was. Yeah. But she, she's the side of, like, Bogle, Japan, from Coolmore, oh, right. and she's sired she's over £15 million pounds worth of folks, prize money, you know, yeah. just sensational. Yeah. S- yeah, Sensational. So there was there's highs and lows, but I'm pleased to say the Colt is fine. And also, um, I think one of the mayors out of the ARC winner, right. last year's ARC winner, we've got the mum and the granddam. They produced a beautiful Franco coat as well, oh. just the other day. So there, there was great sadness and great joy. Yeah, well, because the, the
0: Dubawi's
1: having an awful lot of success at the
0: moment, isn't he? So, uh, Correct.
1: Correct. well, that that look between you and I, that that cult, uh, would probably be worth a million right yeah. now. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's these these are so pure bred and blue-blooded breeding is sensational. But it's not just that. The guy's a big Tottenham fan. And that's why our deal is Brazil. Hopefully, we'll get someone like Glenn Hoddle or, yeah. or whoever associated with Spurs. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the, he's, he's a real horseman. He loves his racing. He's invested um, many, many years. You know, there's some beautiful mares there. Um, some of the big French, big families, perfume owners, they've got, you know, their mares. They come over to Usses Park. It's just it's just wonderful we have seen. It's one that we're part of. It really is, and um, we're only small syndicates, invitation only. But it is it's just real nice people. You know, it's lovely. It's great. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, well, I I love it. There's a bloke called Sam Hoskins runs Hot to Trot, but we've we've had a few decent horses. We had a horse called Curious last year, uh, which yeah. won a, a, a Group Three and a Listed race, so that was all right. Well, that was former Ipswich Town Spurs, Man United, Queens Park Rangers striker, and also of course talk sport presenter alan Brazil, and if you want to hear the whole of the interview i suggest you check out the three valleys radio website which is www.threevalleysradio.com and go to the podcast section and the uh, whole interview will be up on there very shortly Program. Well, actually, that's right, because Three Valleys Radio are organising a charity cricket match in aid of the injured jockey's fund. The 2020 match is on Sunday, July the 3rd at the beautiful North Parrot Cricket Ground in Somerset. And it will be between a team of trainers and a team of jockeys. Already the names are flocking in to play in the game. So keep listening for team news here on Three Valleys Radio. It's going to be a grand day. Don't forget, July the 3rd at North Perrott Cricket Ground, Jockeys vs. Trainers. be a very interesting afternoon, but obviously we've got to rely on the weather. And It's a little bit early to forecast the weather, but hopefully we'll have a good array of trainers and jockeys for you to all come and meet, and a good game of cricket. Right, now it's time to catch up with our flat racing expert, Richard Phillips, who's going to give us the lowdown on the weekend's flat racing. Good afternoon, Richard. It's good of you to join us again. Um, Flat racing's going well now. What have you got for us this week?
3: Well, of course, uh, it's been a fascinating time. The last, uh, last week was fascinating. And the Oaks and the Derby pictures are all changing. And anyone who's listening last week, the Stone Age is now the very short-priced favourite for the Derby with Luxembourg coming out, having got an injury. And uh, so we, we thought this might be the case. Won the Derby trial at Lepersdown on Sunday very impressively and now his favourite. Uh, and there is the Dante Stakes tomorrow. So uh, we'll, it's Wednesday. We've just seen Emily up, John being the new favourite for the Oaks um, John Gosden's mare named after a character in the Mark Schloss film A Day at the Races which I think I stated last week and uh, Frankie's is very keen on this mare this filly so she's gone and won just now and then tomorrow we've got the Dante where Desert Crown one of Michael Stout's big fancies for the year is running he's second favourite the Derby so we've got favourite Stone Age uh, winning last Sunday we've got the second favourite running tomorrow in the Dante so it's all happening in the classics mm-hmm. but uh we've got a fascinating week ahead as well we've got um the Lockinge stakes which is the big race on saturday at group one and we've got a very short price favorite there Baid, who was um one of the most impressive horses last year as a three-year-old uh owned by uh, the family of hamdan Al Maktoum, who sadly passed away last year but it runs in those famous blue and white colors with jim crowley on board william haggis training and the sky's the limit for this horse, I think. You know, he looks as though he's one of the best horses we've seen for a while. He's um, he's very impressive. He's runs in that group one mile at uh, Newbury on Saturday. So all the good horses are coming out, and this flat season's really hotting up now.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, is there anything else running on Saturday that might uh, catch your eye?
3: Well, we've got um, the Aston Park Stakes, which is called now the Al Rayan Stakes. Uh, that's the sort of always an indicator of sort of mile and a half older horses that might go on to Royal Ascot as it were with Matt Vega, who won at Newbury last time out running an at race. Uh, he, he looks, he ran in a Derby, at, I think a couple of years ago, but, um, Ra- Rafe Beckett's five-year-old, he was pretty impressive the other day. He's not the biggest, but he looks as though he's getting his act together as it were. So that's an interesting race as well. So, but, uh, the big race really is, is by and the Yeah. and, yeah. uh, with, classics as well, but we don't quite know what's gonna run in them yet. But of course, um as we say, a lot of the two year olds are coming out at the moment as well, which uh, everyone's trying to win at Royal Ascot with the two year olds. Yeah. And of course Royal Ascot run mid June and My Little Horse for the Notebook, it'll probably be a short prize, but Little Big Bear, a son no neigh never from Aidan O'Brien's um wonderful Ballydoyle stables in County Tipperary, Little Big Bear looks a real Royal Ascot type. He finished second first time out in his maiden. He won the other day, very impressively, over five furlongs. He, whether he runs in the Coventry Stakes or the Norfolk, which is run over five furlongs, Coventry Stakes is six. He got beaten the first time out of six furlongs. He ran over five furlongs the other day. He's a lovely horse, great stride on him. So little big bear looks like a Royal Ascot two-year-old in the making. But we're seeing lots of decent two-year-olds coming out now in the hope that they're good enough to run at Royal Ascot. And we're seeing these great classic horses come out as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, good, that's uh, that's great, Richard. Thank you very much for that. And um, hopefully it'll be a little bit clearer by next weekend.
3: Well, all the classic trials will be done by then. And uh, as we say, there's a few Irish and French classics to go on. But on the whole, well, let's see the picture a lot clearer. But what we do know is that Stone Age is the favourite for the Derby. And Emily Upjohn is now five to four in places for the, for the Oaks. So we, we have clear favourites now. So the picture is getting clearer.
0: Right. OK, Richard, thank you very much for your content. That's brilliant. And uh, we'll speak to you next week.
3: OK, look forward to it. Thank you.
0: Well, now we're going to talk to Nick Schofield, our uh, station jockey, as we call him. And basically, uh, he came back to the saddle yesterday and he had a second and a first. Uh, So let's find out how he felt about those two. Good morning, Nick. Um, It appears you're back in the saddle and um, quite successfully yesterday.
4: Yeah, it was good to be back. Um, just taking it steady for the first few weeks. Um, so we'll just see how it goes. But, um, yeah, I um, had a second and the first yesterday, so that was nice. No. And um, we'll just take it day by day from here on. And
0: and so far, anyway, no ill effects for, for back in the saddle?
4: Um, nothing um, specific, but um, obviously it still needs a bit of time. But um, yeah. at least... I, sure i can do it a little bit <laughs> <laughs>
0: and um have you got much over the weekend
4: uh, no i'm having the weekend off just to um um i'll probably have the next week off to be honest yeah um just to let it settle down a bit yeah, yeah. i gave up my last rides yesterday um i just um sort of just not just wasn't quite right yesterday so um i gave up my last few rides and um Giving up a ride today and tomorrow, so maybe um, oh, yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, so um, we'll just take it steady, and um, we'll, we'll just take you know when the right horses come along, we'll ride, and then we just won't be riding other than that, really.
0: Hmm. Well, anyway, you know, it was a good, successful start—a second and a first—and uh, sensibly, if you don't feel quite right, you're doing the right thing. It would sound to me, anyway. So uh, you don't want to, yeah. you know, sometimes rushing back cannot be the best way to go about it, can
4: it? Uh, yeah, it is when it's important, um, and it was important yesterday. Thankfully, we got the results. Um, so, yeah, when when needed, and it's um, we'll be there. So, thank you.
0: Yeah. Okay, then Nick. Well, you take it steady yeah, over we'll the go next back week. To
4: normal in October, hopefully.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, take it steady over the next week or so, anyway. And we'll keep our eyes open and see what happens uh, in a week or so's time. Then.
4: Yeah, I no, appreciate it. Thank you for calling.
0: No, that's no problem. Okay, Nick, thanks for talking to us. We'll speak to you again soon. Well, sticking with the national hunt theme, we're going to catch up now with two of our regular visitors to the programme. That's uh, David Pipe and Jamie Snowden. And first off, we'll start with Jamie Snowden. Well, Jamie, thanks for joining us again. Um, looking at the the horses that you've been running so far this new season, we talked about we talked about, um, we talked about uh, what was it called, Stony Mountain and um but since then you haven't had a winner but having said that you've had a third a second a second and a couple of six so you know generally that looks pretty good considering you said you you've got a relatively small sort of string for summer summer jumping
5: yeah that's right um yeah we we we, we haven't got a a huge we probably haven't got um as big a string this summer as previous summers but we've kind of tried to invest reinvest the money in in a in a better quality winter horse so um (laughs) Yeah, we've got a, we got a, a team to tick away through the summer, hopefully uh, grab a, a, a win or two here and there, and um, yeah, thankfully the, the, the horses that we are running remain in good form.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I mean, a bit of prize money flowing in, but a third and a second, and well, two seconds in actual fact, and uh, since yeah, since to, May. To, to,
5: to, it, and, and in fairness, um, Socializer was having his first run for us, um, uh, and he was second, he probably would have won, but from mistake at the last, and uh and 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 poor old Shady Daisy last night finished third. She only got beaten two lengths, but she she had no luck in running at all. She got shuffled from second all the way back to the back of the pack, and then rallied again, and 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 uh, and and was staying on to finish finish third, only be, beat two lengths. So um, perhaps luck hasn't necessarily fallen our way in in the two of those races. But uh, but yeah, listen, it's uh, it's the way it goes sometimes. But no, they're they're in good order.
0: And then Sunday, you've got. Uh... How do how do do? Oh, these horses when well, they name them like this, they say, drive me up the wall. How how do you do it? <laughs> how is how
5: that, did you do?
0: I mean, come on, what, what what kind of a name is that for a horse, eh? Um, <laughs> and then Rose O'Hara—that's an easier one. Uh, what chances have they got then, uh, uh, James?
5: Yeah, so they both run in the same race on Sunday down at Stratford. Um, how does you do? Has been a, a model of consistency and fairness to her. Yeah. Um, she won a couple of times last season. She's barely out of the first two or three. Um, she had a good comeback run, finishing third down at Lass over Hurdle. She runs over fences here for the first time. Um, so that'd be interesting to see whether we can eke out a bit more of improvement over a fence. And um, Rosa Hara, she's, uh, she's been, uh she was second last time out, which was her debut over fences. And, and she ran well that day. Um, the race perhaps fell apart and it wasn't as strong as perhaps it could have been on, on paper. So um, she's got to improve. Um, stepping back in trip isn't necessarily in her favour, but it doesn't look a great race. So, uh, yeah, she would, um, she would have a chance to.
0: And, and if you're going to put some money on, which one would you put your money on then, as soon as you're in the same race? <laughs>
5: uh, I think How Dilly Do has got great escape for improvement.
0: Right, OK. And then Monday, couple of Monday down at Faslos. Any chances there? Beholden and Midnight Centurion?
5: They both run this evening at Fomal.
0: All right, so they're not running at, at Foslast then?
5: So I doubt we'll get a Foslast, yeah. No,
0: okay. All right then, Jamie. Well, that's uh, that's a start anyway. So um, let's hope you do better than my third and uh, get a couple of winners then.
5: That would be very nice.
0: <laughs> Indeed, it would. Good for you, sir. Well, thank you very much for coming on anyway, and we'll speak to you again next week, okay?
5: Thanks, Eddie. All the best. Take care.
0: Thank you. Bye bye. And now we go and join uh, David Pipe down at Wellington. Well, David, you seem to have had a pretty favourable start to the uh, the new season. I know it was only a week from the old season, but um, you happy with the way things are going? Uh,
6: yeah, we've had a couple of winners. We've had too many seconds. We've had six seconds already, so I need to convert them into into winners. But uh, the horses are running well, so that's the main thing. They, they
0: you know, bodes well for the for the future. If you had six seconds, and um, you know, you had a winner yesterday. That that was that. Did that win well?
6: Uh, Al Rock, he's a, uh, probably a fortunate winner, but we all uh, jump into the name of the game. We all need a little bit of luck on our side. So, yeah, uh, yeah he'll, he'll be out again somewhere shortly.
0: And uh, you've got three or four runners over the weekend. What, what chances have any of those
6: got? I uh, just, um, just got Lady Reset on the flat at Doncaster. She'd have a chance. And then um, on Sunday, we'll probably run a, a new horse, Vernon uh, attacks uh, at uh, Stratford. Uh, so it's first time out for him from France. So uh, a bit of a fact finding mission on Sunday.
0: Is the f- lack of rain? I mean, all right, we've had a bit, but very little compared to what we should have. Is is that causing a problem from the point of view of the going?
6: Uh, well, he's you know it's, it's making the, cor- the courses are have having to work very hard. Water in the ground. Um, so uh, yeah, know, it does. It's um, obviously small field sizes at the present moment, and that's and the weather is part part of it.
0: And looking back on last season, did you, was it a satisfying season from your perspective?
6: Ah, it, was an, it was an OK season. You always want better. Um, you know, you need uh, we need uh, more horses, so we'll be trying to buy some during the summer.
0: And have you got any sort of stars in the making that, that kind of you, you, you get excited about?
6: Uh, well, uh, is our star horse. He did well last season. Um, he may go novice chasing next season or he may stick to hurdles and might go up in trips. Um, And uh, hopefully, got a few coming back uh, that were injured last year for for next season.
0: So, basically, all systems go and um, yeah, wait for the winners to come rolling in then. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, David, that's brilliant, mate. Thank you very much for joining me so quickly, anyway. All right, cheers. Thanks a lot. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye -bye. Well, now it's time to pop up to Lambourne again and catch up with Jamie Snowden. well, Jamie, thanks for joining us again. Um, looking at the the horses that you've been running so far this new season, we talked about we talked about, um, we talked about uh, what was it called, Stony Mountain, and um, but since then you haven't had a winner. But having said that, you've had a third, a second, a second, and a couple of six. So you know, generally that looks pretty good considering you said you you've got a relatively small sort of string for summer summer jumping.
5: Yeah, that's right. Um yeah we, we, have, we, we haven't got a, a huge we probably haven't got um, as big a string this summer as previous summers but we've kind of tried to invest reinvest the money in in a in a better quality winter horse so um yeah we've got we got a, a team to tick away through the summer hopefully uh, grab a, a a win or two here and there and um yeah thankfully the the, the horses that we are running remain in good form
0: yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I mean, a bit of prize money flowing in, but a third and a second, and or well, two seconds in actual fact, and, uh, since yeah, since to, May. To, to,
5: to, it, and, and in fairness, um, Socializer was having his first run for us, um, uh, and he was second. He probably would have won, but from a mistake at the last. And uh, and, and and poor old Shady Daisy last night finished third. She only got beaten two lengths, but. She she had no luck in running at all. She got shuffled from second all the way back to the back of the pack, and then rallied again, and 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 uh, and, and was staying on to finish finish third, only beat two lengths. So um, perhaps luck hasn't necessarily fallen our way in, in the two of those races. But uh, but yeah, listen, it's uh, it's the way it goes sometimes. But no, they're they're in good order.
0: And then Sunday, you've got uh, how do uh, how do, do oh these horses? when well, they name them like this? They drive me up the wall. How how do you do it? <laughs> How, How that,
5: did you do?
0: I mean, come on. What, what what kind of a name is that for a horse, eh? Um, <laughs> and then Rose O'Hara. That's an easier one. Uh, what chances have they got then, uh, uh, James?
5: Yeah, so they both run in the same race on Sunday down at Stratford. Um, How did you do has been a, a model of consistency and fairness to her. Yeah. Um, she won a couple of times last, last season. She's barely out of the first two or three um, she had a good comeback run, finishing third down at Foss Mass over hurdles. She runs over fences here for the first time. Um, so that'd be interesting to see whether we can eke out a bit more of improvement over a fence. And um, Rosa Hara, she's, uh she's been, uh, she was second last time out, which was her debut over fences. And, and she ran well that day. Um, the race perhaps fell apart and it wasn't as strong as perhaps it, it could have been on, on paper. So um, she's got to improve. Um, stepping back in trip isn't necessarily in her favour but it doesn't look a great race so uh, yeah she would, um, she would have a chance to
0: and, and if, if you are going to put some money on which one would you put your money on then as soon as you're in the same race
5: uh, I think how Dilly you do has got great escape for improvement
0: right okay and then Monday couple of Monday down at Fossilus any chances there Beholden and Midnight Centurion
5: they both run this evening at Fomwell
0: alright so they're not running at, at Foslos then so I doubt we'll get a first last, yeah. No, okay. All right then Jamie, well that's that's a start anyway. So um let's hope you do better than my third and uh, get a couple of winners then.
5: That would be very nice.
0: (laughs) Indeed it would. Good for you, sir. Well, thank you very much for coming on anyway, and we'll speak to you again next week, Okay.
5: Thanks, Eddie. All the best. Take care.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, that was Jamie Snowden, of course, and now we're going to catch up with Dave Wilson from Harlequin Racing for his tips for the weekend. Okay. well, good evening, Dave. How are you today? Very well, mate. We've got the flat season uh, well and truly
7: underway now. We've got sunshine, and uh, we're nearly, nearly ready to go to the wardrobe and get the shorts out. Oh, uh,
0: God. I think you should give people a fair warning if you're going to go around in shorts.
7: Well, that's what I said. It's nearly, nearly time to get the shorts out, so everyone's got a fair warning, and uh, (laughs) we'll see where we get to. Well, Uh, make sure you uh, give us
0: early warning when you do it, then. that's all I can say.
7: Yeah, no worries. Anyway, we've got a lovely card at Newbury this Saturday. And uh, we've got some really interesting runners there. But we've had a fantastic week looking at the uh, runners at York. Emily Upjohn with Frankie Vittori on board. He says he thinks she's the next enable. So uh, that's uh, something to have a look at in the uh, coming weeks and wherever she's going to be running. Yeah. And we've got the uh, Michael Stout, one that went in as well. Desert Crown, who's uh, now favourite to win the derby. So uh, that's some interesting races on the TV, and uh, it's been great watching them. And uh, these horses look absolutely magnificent, but you never know until you put them against another very good one who's going to come out on top. So Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, Aidan O'Brien's got one in uh, in the background, which is going to come through shortly, uh, and uh, we'll see how he gets on. So uh, we'll move forward. Anyway. Moving on, and uh, we're going to have a look at Newbury, as I say, for this weekend. We're going to start with a uh, 135 race, a Class 1 listed event. And we like the chances of A-Raz or ur or however you pronounce it. Some of these uh, Shadwell horses have got some lovely names, and God knows how you pronounce them. Yeah. Anyway, this one's trained by Richard Hannon and uh, going to be ridden by Jim Crowley. Uh, four runs to date, was second on debut and... Uh, was beaten two lengths by a horse called Noble Truth. Now, Noble Truth's come out and is a dual Class 1 listed winner, which is the stage of this race is going to be set at, and is now rated 112+. plus. So, Erhas uh, should be rated around about the 110 sort of mark off of that sort of form. Now, going back to the 29th of April, uh, we see that Noble Truth won the King Charles, in trials the second at Newmarket, which is a class one listed race and uh that form looks very very solid for Erhas off of his debut now second time out Erhas bolted up ask in a class five maiden winning very very easily and didn't really take a lot on there and uh didn't you can't really say the form stacks up in that race but next time out on the third run, she was in a Class 1, Grade 3, the alcom stage, and didn't go too well. And then when she came out again on the 27th of April in a Class 1, Grade 3, the Commonwealth Trial stage, she was third, three and a quarter lengths behind, two very highly rated horses on the day. One of them was rated 111, and one was rated 108. And compared to the 96 rating that Ur has had at that time... Now, the handicappers took a view of how good that run was, and he's actually put Erhas up six pounds for finishing third behind them two two runners, and she was in that close proximity of them. Now, the highest rating in this race is 108, and I don't know, it doesn't look great, and uh, 102 for Erhas looks very good to me, so uh, we'll be having a nice each-way bet on her at five to one with three places on offer, uh As I say, her form looks really stacking up and really improving, and uh, it's one of them, at five-to-one looks miles too big in the early prices for me.
0: Okay, fine. Moving down
7: to the 210 race, uh, a Class 1 Grade 3 stakes. Uh, Eschadda, another (laughs) one of these Shadwell horses. (coughs) Excuse me. Yeah, Eschadda. Uh, trained by Roger Varian and uh, going to be again ridden by Jim Crowley. Lightly raced four year old and won the Class 1 Group 1 Phillies and Mares on Champion the uh, Ascot back in October 21. Um, he is one at this track in the Class 1 listed and boasts three wins from five runs as his record, which is really, really good and is improved in every race. Now, Eshahad or Escherhad however you pronounce It's the one that we're going to be having a nice bet on at 7-2 with Labrooks, and uh, we think it rates a very, very good bet in that base there. Right. Moving down to the 245 Class 2, three-year-old only handicap, we like the chances here of Red Vineyard, trained by William Muir and Grassic, and going to be ridden by Tom Marquand. Only had three runs to date, won two of them, got beat in a Group 3 race, uh, but on debut, again, this one beat a horse called Upton Park. Now, Upton Park came out and beat a horse called Outsmart, who's won twice since, including once its week up at Beverly. So, obviously, the form is stacking up behind Red Vineyard. And uh, well, we're not going to whine about the price of it, but it's up about 10 to 1 at the moment. And uh, the only horse in the race, funnily enough, that we think has got a, is a big danger to it, is one called Wine Glass Bay. So we've got a Red Vineyard and a, and a Wine Glass Bay in the race. Mm. And uh, we think they're the two that uh, have got a chance. But we're going to definitely sign up with Red Vineyard uh, and each way bet with 10 to 1. We bet 365 at the moment.
0: So they better get the wine out to watch the race then, eh? Yeah, that's what we're thinking. So <laughs>
7: yeah. uh, uh, it's, it's just one of them things. It, it was like the two horses that stood out to us and uh, it made a, quite a funny look. And uh, probably have a little. <laughs> couple of quid each way on a forecast, just in case they come first and second, and yeah. uh, we'll have to see. Okay,
2: anyway, mate.
7: moving down to the main race of the day, the 320, which is the Locking Stakes, uh, Class 1, Group 1, and we like the chance here of Bade. Obviously, he's had six runs, six wins, and he's beat everything that's been put in front of him. He beat Palace Pier in the Queen Elizabeth for second stakes on Champions Day at Ascot. Again, that was the same day that that other horse won that we mentioned earlier, back in October, the Eshada, or whatever, however you pronounce the name. Now, this fella's rated 125 and is £7 well-in on handicap in this race, and his anti-post price is one to 2 for the race, which is very acceptable. But we're going to have a little each-way bet in the race, and uh, the option that we're going to have a look at is three places on offer with most of the bookmakers, and a horse called Alcohol Free, now we we backed her a few times early uh, early last season, and uh, she didn't actually perform first time out, and she didn't really look like she was in with a chance in the race first time out. She had a run this season; she finished uh, third or fourth, only got beat a couple of lengths. So, but she's priced up at sixteen to one, and on her day she can she could probably give Bader a, a good run, but I don't think she can beat him. But the each-way option there of 16 to 1 and a fifth of the odds for three places, she's going to pay just over 3 to 1 for the place. So we think she's worth having a little bet on there. righty The 3.55 race on the card is a four-year-old, two-year-old condition stakes. And we've got four horses in the race. Two of them have raced and two of them have won. And two of them have never been to the track before. So obviously out of the two that have raced Persian forces got all the aces in the bag with his form the horses that finished second and third to him have both come out on one since and no less than 11 placed efforts from the other horses that was in that race have all finished second or third in the races that they've come out and run in but the one that we like and we give a nice chance to here is Sierra Blanca now he's a son of no name never who's had quite a few first time out two year old winners this year so far but his damn, she's uh, an Irish Oaks winner. The only concern that we've got for having a big bet on him is the trip's only six furlongs, and obviously the Oaks has run over a mile and a half. Uh, no Name Never's horses seem to be six, seven, eight furlongs, or, or a little bit more. So we're just a little bit worried about the trip for Sierra Blanca, but obviously coming from the you Oden know, O'Brien stable, he obviously knows what the horse is capable, capable of. So we'll have a, a little bet on... Sierra Blanca in the race, but he's taken on Persian Force, who has obviously got the form in the bag. So be very careful in that race. It's, it's two-year-old condition stakes, and they're not the greatest races to be betting. It.
0: Okay, mate. right up.
7: Moving down to the 4.30, the class one listed. Uh, one we like here is Bouquet. Uh, John Cosden and his son Fady and uh, Frankie team up on this one. Three runs to date, top-rated in the race, and there's one Second time of asking, he he didn't run very well on his debut, and he, he beat a horse called Masha, which is quite useful. Another one of these Shadwell horses that's got these blinking funny names that are so annoying that they yeah. we don't just give them proper English names, and uh, I don't know how you pronounce them, how you get on with them, but we go through them. Anyway, this fella's bred out a Dark Angel and out of a mare who is, whose sire was Calileo, and obviously, they'll enjoy a bit of cutting the ground this one. And uh, with predictive going, it's good to soft. Could be a bit of value at a price of around about 13 to 2, especially with Frankie on top and uh, the John Gosden connections there, uh, which we, we highlight quite a lot because they don't often get beat too much when they, when they team up them two. So the 430 mm-hmm. race there, bouquet. Okay. Moving down to the last race on the card, the 17.04, we like a horse here called Sinjari. Uh, Roger Charlton trains him now, and Harry Burns takes the ride. Now, Harry's only an apprentice jockey, and he claims £5 of weight allowance off his horse's back. Now, Sinjari hasn't won since winning the John Smith's Cup back in uh, 2020, but the thing to note is he's only run seven times since then, and he's also had a stable change. Now, he's been dropped a pound by the handicap, and as we as we said, Harry Burns gets a five-pound allowance, so he's actually been dropped six pounds off of his handicap mark. Now, he does go very well when he's fresh with his horse, and, and it's his first run of the season, so we think he's going to have a tremendous chance here, but again, the, the only doubt that we've got in our mind is it's a race that's over a mile, and he normally runs over one mile one or one mile two Sinjari, and he, he comes from off the pace and he's got a very good turn of foot. So, if he's sat up on the pace, he may well be able to show that turn of foot still in in this race. But it's uh, just a little concern. But he's priced up at 6-1, to one, so he's well worth having an each-way bet on him now. And uh, that's what we're going to go for for the the meetings up there at Newbury on Saturday for mate. So lovely
0: well, job.
7: Hopefully a few winners and uh, we'll see where we get to.
0: OK, that's lovely. Thank you, Dave. Thank you very much indeed. We'll speak to you next week then. So that just leaves the cheeky chappy. We always leave him to the end because you never know what you're going to get, really. Um, but we're talking about Colin Brown, of course, and here he is now with his uh, weekend selections. Well, good morning, Colin. Um, ridiculously early hour this morning. I don't know what's the matter with you. You must do something about this insomnia that you suffer from because
2: not everybody course, they've does.
0: Been,
8: they've been early. I mean, it's about nine o'clock or
0: something. It's the doing middle of, a of the night, isn't it? For goodness sake, man, what's the matter with you? You know, I got to
8: bed last night after being a footballer well, and coming back and cooking supper at half past twelve. I got up at quarter to six this morning, and um, raving, mad, raving,
0: raving mad,
8: pal. Raving mad. Raving mad. You're absolutely right. Anyway, yeah, we've got some good racing for Saturday. We've had some good racing all the week. but We'll talk a bit that bit about that on the uh, on your flat program. <clears throat> but we have got some decent racing up at on D over the jumps, and uh, there's a couple of horses up there. I've Sort of like quite quite interested in that, I think, are good enough to go and win. Okay. And um, the one that I like, I've backed it a couple of times in the last, uh, this year and last year. he looks a real improver, trained by Ollie Green, or runs in the 140. It's called Go On Chess and Craig Nickel Rides. He's going to be favourite, but I think he'll win. And what I do, one or two horses, that I think are probably quite good things. If You like, like that one, you know. I chuck it in my doubles and trebles for the day, and if they go and win, you know, I always think it's just a bit of a bonus, really. Yeah, so that's what we do. Uh, right, um, other horses up there with chances now. <clears throat> there's one that runs, there's one that runs in the um 15. There's a couple of horses in the 215 that I think are interesting. Um, and you can put them in a little um, reverse exactor if you like. Uh, one of them is called Flinter Sacra, and uh, that's number 10 in the 215. The other one's called um, Charlie's Glance, and they're both quite nice prices. If you put them in a reverse exactor and they came off, it would pay quite good odds. So that's my two for the uh, oh, number I 10 in the two hundred and fifty. Oh, I've got
0: it. Charlie's glance. Right, OK.
8: Yeah. So that is that. Just concentrate. I know it's early in the morning for you, but it, just concentrate it, if you could, please.
0: Yeah, it was off the screen, that's why.
8: Right, come up there, perfectly honest. I'm going to now uh, come down to uh, have a look at our other meetings. Whoops, so Daisy uh, On Saturday. And, um, yeah, we're going to have a look at new markets. We've had Newmarket on um, Thursday night. We've got Newmarket here on Friday, on Saturday. And um, looks some decent racing, to be honest. It looks quite good racing there at, um, at Newmarket. And um, where are we? Um, ooh, here. Right. Uh, the first race <clears throat> is a listed race that Denbury Holmes listed. Um, there's some quite nice horse in this, but I think Bin Saraw will win it. With uh, not Binsor, with uh, Godolphin, with Appleby's horse, Ottoman uh, Fleet. It was second in Natural World the other day, just beaten at Newbury, and he looked a lovely horse in the parade. Ring. He just failed to reel in the stable mate who sort of got first run, and I think he'll win. He's called Ottoman Fleet in the 150 at Newmarket. Okay. Um, second race is one of those handicaps where it looks. Too difficult, I think. I don't think there's anything that really sort of stands out in, in, in that race. Um, one horse that could just run quite a nice race in the third race is, um, is a horse that won at Newmarket the other day and it's called Shine So Bright. It's about nine to two as I look at my uh, odds in the three o'clock. It's trained by Andrew Boarding, ridden by Harry Davis, is a real good little claiming jockey, claims seven pounds. <coughs> I think that, um, excuse me, I think that that will win. Okay, fine. Um, novice Philly Stakes later on, and there's a horse of Applebee's there that will probably win called uh, Princess Door. I mean, she only cost, um, I think she cost two million quid. Um but she's very, very nicely bred but did get beaten first time out quite quite well. But she, I think just don't take any notice of uh, that, I would think that um that will win. And it's called Princess Door in the one ten at um at uh Newmarket. Even the four ten. Yeah. No, I'll be off to Newbury. We've got a cracking day there, we really have. Um We've got the Carnarvon Stakes as the first race on the card. And uh, it's a pretty open race, betting-wise as well, really. Um, Tiber Flow could be the likely favourite here from the Yard that just got beaten at Newcastle when I was there the other day. But the horse that I quite like to win it needs to improve a lot. But it's, um, it's a horse called Ribby. And he was a bit disappointing at Newmarket the other day. I don't know. He, I think the ground was too firm for him, but he's a winner at Newbury last year, and I think he's got a chance. He's called Ribby. He's about twelve to one in the one thirty-five at Newbury.
0: I tell you something. I spotted. If you look at Jim Crowley's horses over the last, the first four or maybe five races, I think he could clean up today or tomorrow. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see.
8: No, well, he he normally would ride Ribby, but he's chosen to ride one for Richie Hannan. But yeah. I think Ribby's quite a good horse. Just needs to sort of come right, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree with you there, because I was going to say, I think Ashada, a winner at, in October at um, Aska, I think that will win the 210. Number two is Ashada. Yeah. Um, and quite rightly so, the London Gold Cup, um, the horse that you mentioned, Isra for Gosden's. He's a pretty nice horse just coming right. Did win a race at Donny last year. Did it well as well and probably just needed his run when he ran third at Newmarket the other day. I yeah, don't think he'll be too far away. Um, we're probably going a bit fast for, for for poor Mary. I hope she's keeping up because she backed a few winners last week. Celebrated, I think, with a large bottle of champagne oh, um, right. o- over the weekend. Yeah. yeah, we had a few winners last week, didn't we? Yeah,
0: we did. Yeah. Well, not that many, but uh, we had a few, yeah.
8: Uh, she was on the right one. Um, Anyhow, we do have the Alshakab Locking Stakes um, at uh, 3.20. And the Locking Stakes at 3.20, Beseed, uh, another horse ridden by Crowley, is odds on. I mean, he beat Palace Pier at the um, Kipco, in the Queen Elizabeth's at the uh, Kipco Championships at... uh, Yeah. I mean, that was a very good run at... um, ask at the back end of the year. But, you know, I think he's got a good chance um, of winning again but he's such a short price. Yeah. He, he really is, yeah. So, um, in the same race, I think a couple of the Leeds Way bets won't go amiss and I suggest that Sabuska at 66-1 to and Sunray Major at 28-1 to have a little, <laughs> see if you can bet on your phones and back them to in the first five. They probably lay about thirty-three to one, twenty-five to one, and I think that's quite a good bet. Mm-hmm. Bade is the one though that they've all, you know, obviously got to beat. Right, okay. So that's what we think there. Uh, moving across to the uh, condition, state's only a 4 race there. So Newbury, a very impressive win at Newbury the other day was a horse called Holgun, and I think that will win again. Horse number one in the 3.55, and that is basically our lot.
0: Okay, fine. Excellent stuff.
8: As long as a few of those win for the punters, for the listeners, that's what it's all about, isn't it?
0: And you'll be back with us later on with some flat racing tips.
8: Flat racing news for tonight. I'm going to usually you speak to a few people, and I'll be filling you in um, this evening again on the flat programme, so we'll look forward to that.
0: Okay. okay. Thank you.
8: All the best. Take care. Bye, listeners.
0: And with the wonders of modern technology, here is Colin Brown with all the flat racing news. Well, hello again, Colin. Um, been quite a busy week uh, flat-wise. Uh, have you got all the news as to what's been happening?
8: Yeah, I mean, it's been a great week. You know, the Dante States was uh, won on uh, on Thursday up at York by a very nice horse of Sir uh, Michael Stouts called Desert Crown, and that is now um, one of the favourites from the Derby. Um I a great trainer to Michael Stout. And a lot of people say, Oh, this might be a sort of finale if you like, you know, as last year training, but I don't know whether it'll be or not. I mean, you know, he's a gentleman the, the, the man, he's a, not a man that I know, but he's um such a fantastic trainer. You know, he's trained about three, four derby winners in the past. And so um Desert Crown absolutely hecked up and Richard Kingscoat, you know, Richard Kingscoat's famous for tattoos. He's got so many tattoos. And when he rides a sort of great, you know, group one winner or something, uh, he has another tattoo done. So <laughs> soon there won't be the of it. <laughs> He'll be doing very well. But um, no, Desert Crown looked really impressive, I must say. And, um, you know, he's won, I think, certainly to keep a bit of an eye on. But um, we got some great we- racing of the weekend here at um, at Newbury. Of course, we've got the lock Stakes. And also uh we've got uh we've got racing to sort of look forward to going on through the month you know next weekend we've got like the Irish guineas and the Temple Stakes at Haydock and the Tattersalls Gold Cup uh in Ireland um and also the uh, Lanwarmer's uh, Group 2 Phillies race so uh, and the Irish Guineas for Philly. so we've got plenty plenty going forward really to to look forward to I must say um talking about the Al-Shakab locking states, I mean, I think there's a horse, it's pretty exceptional, A.D., eh, called uh, Bahib. Uh, ba- yet yeah, Bahid. And it's, uh, of course, owned by Shadwell, one of Hamdan Al-Maktoum, sadly Hamdan Al-Maktoum, died um, last year. So it's a beautifully bred horse. I have a great mare called Agaree. She was fantastic. William Hager's trained as well. And this one just comes from the family of Nashwan, and that was trained by Marcus Tragoni, of course, Nashwan. What a great horse he was. So I think this is an exceptional horse. I wouldn't be backing him at, like, four to seven or something, but he scored got And um, I can tell you, he is unbeaten. I mean, he went to Goodwood last year and uh, won the Bonhams Group 3 thoroughbred stakes. He then went to Longchamp, won the Prix de Moulin, um, that's a Group One, absolutely hacked up from Order of Australia, Victor Lador and one or two, and then he went to Ascot for the Champion Stakes, the Queen Elizabeth on Champion Stakes, should I say, and beat Palace Pier by neck and Lady Beaufort, two very good horses. Mother Earth, who takes him on again back in fifth place. So, yeah, I think um, I think he's exceptional, but in the Alshakab, uh, locking stakes. I think there's two horses that you can back each way. A uh, big price. It could just get into the first three. One of them's ridden by Holly Dora called Sabuska. It was second at Ascot the other day, only beaten a neck by New Mandate in the Queen Anne Trial. Um, and the other one that they thought was the group horse running in handicaps last year is a horse called uh, Sunray Major. Now that one at Ascot at well, Chelmsford then asked it as it liked, and then it went to ask it for the um, Champions Day, and it just didn't act in the very soft ground and got quite well beaten. But it's a pretty smart animal and wouldn't be the biggest surprise, you know, because it have got an odds-on favourite in the lockage. My idea would be to look on your phones, find a firm that lay your first five, and back Sunray Major, and Sebasca each way at big prices you know 20 to 1 25 to 1 and if they're only fifth you're going to get a good run for your money
0: I see that uh, um, Frankie De said that he thinks he's found another Enable in Emily Upjohn what do you think about that
8: I think she's pretty good mm. yeah I think she's pretty good don't you she's impressive isn't she
0: oh she was yeah five and a half lengths win I mean that's that's uh, not to be sneezed at but uh, you know Enable was something special wasn't she so uh, she'd have an awful lot of uh, reputation to keep up with.
8: Yeah, that's right. I mean, Enable was was very, very, um, you know, special. She really was. But, you yeah, know, Emily Upjohn, I think, um, you know, I think, I think she's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I never compare horses they've really been there and done it, you know? Mm, mm. <laughs> so, you know, i tell you what, actually, just for the listeners, there's a good book, that I advise you to buy uh, called the Racing Post Royal Ascot Guide for 2022 it's uh, $14.99 192 pager and um, you can call up and get a copy on 01933 304 that's a Weatherby's number, Weatherby's Bank, they've got a shop there, you can shop there, I think that has got a, a good book to buy for Royal Ascot I really do just a quick. Looking forward to next week, but we'll be on next week's um, cards, obviously on the program next week. But um, part of our big races next week. You know, we've got the Irish Guineas on the twenty-first of May, and uh, what a race that will be! Um, Angel Blur going over there. I'm not sure he's really trained on uh, Berkshire Shadow. A couple of baldings also, just that I mentioned, and um, and Beckett's. Um, decent horse called Buckaroo from the Joseph O'Brien stable and actually not quite sure what um, Aidan O'Brien are running it yet but he's got plenty of runners including HMS Endeavor uh, Howarth um, who haven't seen it this year you know he's got some great horses uh, Luxembourg will that turn out again I mean it's a blooming good race but we've got the Guineas and the 2000 Guineas over there in Ireland and um, up at Haydock the Temple Stakes which is always an interesting race Group two rates over five furlongs. And, um, you yeah, it's a couple of decent horses we might see going on to Royal Ascot. Maybe came from the dark, equilateral, and uh, horse called Lazuli. Um, and romantic proposal from the Edward Lynham stable. So we've got a bit to look forward to now uh, coming up. And, of course, the Derby's starting to take shape. And we've got uh, the Derby and the Oaks. And that's only in a couple of three weeks' time. So we've got plenty on.
0: Well, look, you have a good day at uh, Newbury today, Colin, and um, we will obviously talk to you next week. and Let's hope you can uh, report back on a load of winners next week, okay?
8: We'll try and do that, and uh, certainly, and um, we will speak to you very soon. Take care, have a good day.
0: Thanks, mate. Bye bye. Well, that was the globe shot in Colin Brown, safely ensconced at uh, Newbury for today's racing. Uh, what a life, eh? Just racing here racing there racing everywhere can't be bad can it but anyway it also sadly brings us to the end of the show for this week slightly shorter than usual but uh nonetheless full of loads of uh, we hope anyway winners so make sure you join us again same time same station next week and this is ad hopper saying thanks for listening bye for now